Coming at you from the frozen tundra that is East Central Alberta, Canada, streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Telegram, Rumble, and Odyssey. Welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. I am Toolman Tim, and today is January 6th, 2023, and this is episode 231 of the Workshop Podcast. Well, guys, real quick, let's get these announcements out of the way for you. Number one, Telegram group. After the success of the Workshop Radio, which we had a lot of fun with, we had a good influx of new quality community members. So if you're interested in kind of interacting with us, come by, join. The link is in the description no matter where you're listening to this, where you're watching it. Grab it, come by, give Telegram a shot. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Number two, I'm running a promo right now on the Patch of the Month Club. I decided to monetize the trolls and take a page out of John Willis's handbook. And I had a guy who was basically shitting on my goals for the year over on TikTok. His name was Mitch. So we decided to run a promo with promo code Mitch. If you go to patchofthemonth.co and uh, select the, the promo code Mitch, you will get two free patches when you sign up for the Patch of the Month Club. You'll get the original been prepping since Y2K patch, and you'll get a die-cut Toolman Tim's Workshop patch included. No extra charge when you sign up. Finally, do not forget our sponsor, our first and inaugural sponsor at the moment, Fortress Canine, my buddy Joel, who runs the Protection Dog podcast. He is in all the places on all the social media places. Give him a check out, guys. He is inspirational. He will give you a verbal kick to the behind, but you will enjoy it while you do it. That man has rebuilt his life from the ground up. So take a minute, go by, give him a follow in all the places, subscribe to his podcast. You will be absolutely pleasantly surprised. And finally, today's tool is the Milwaukee Fastback Knife. If you've never seen the Milwaukee Fastback Knife, you are missing out. That thing is made out of aircraft aluminum or something like that. It is tough as a tank. I have a couple of them and I'm still on the original one I bought. I've never broke it. It just works. When you lock it into place, you never have to worry about it folding in on you or hurting you. I've never had the blade slip out, but it's easy to change and it's just built brick tough. So if you're looking for one and they're cheap, they're less than 20 bucks, pick them up on Amazon. The link is in the description today. So guys, with that, today will be another episode, another edition of Ramblings from the Road. This one, I talk about the emotions of entrepreneurship and the struggles we have sometimes. And there was a struggle during this recording. You know, I record these on the road, so the audio isn't quite as good. I had my lapel mic with me, the first half recorded fine, and it just cut out halfway through. So I had to switch over to my AirPods which were still pretty good, but there is a noticeable decrease in the quality, even after frigging around with it here in Audacity. So I hope you don't hold it against me, but I made a commitment that I was gonna get a ramblings from the road recorded for you today. And that is what I had to do in order to get my content out there. So with that guys, let's jump into the episode and hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, Toolman Tim here, back with another edition of Ramblings from the Road. Today is an absolute gorgeous day. The roads are clear, minus 10 Celsius, the sun is shining. It is just a great day to be on a road trip. So what am I up to today? Well, we are, I just picked up the last of the fixtures, the bathroom fixtures for the daycare renovation. As Soon as I can get, I picked up 
a roll of 9 by 12 linoleum floor, picked up two toilets, a two vanities, a couple of mirrors, a couple of sets of taps, and a laundry tub. So when we get all that installed, we will officially be able to get our inspection to extend our enrollment, which is really exciting. It's been a big job, but I am happy with it. So yeah, I had to play Tetris with that because I also picked up what feels like about three months worth of groceries, but it's actually just two weeks worth of groceries for the daycare. So that's all in the back seat. So it's just one of those days. Love it. Always fun to get out of town and do that kind of stuff. So it's, yeah, things are going well and we'll, uh, they'll keep going well as far as that goes. So today, quite often when I'm doing my ramblings on the road, I like to talk about entrepreneurship because the episodes tend to be a little shorter and I can pack more in in a shorter period of time and it keeps me right on point. So today we're going to talk about the emotions of entrepreneurship. You might say, oh boy, Tim's going crazy. He's getting all touchy-feely talking about his feelings. Well, here's the deal. I got eight or nine emotions listed for this episode. And if you're an entrepreneur and you haven't experienced every one of these, I will be surprised. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be in charge of your own finances and your own kind of end game in life, then you will experience these. Here's the first thing. Some of them are positive, lots are negative, but the cool thing is the more often you experience these emotions, the easier it is to handle them. It doesn't make them go away, it just, you realize, oh, I've dealt with this before, I can deal with it again. And the other thing is, you can experience multiple emotions at one time, and just because you go through one phase of entrepreneurship doesn't mean you're not going to revisit it later on. It's very similar to kind of the growth pattern I talk about when building a business or learning a new skill. It's kind of like a spiral where you go up instead of down. And as you go up, each time you kind of level up, you'll experience a new level of that emotion. But each time you'll also be like, okay, all the experience that came before has helped me to overcome or handle some of these negative or positive emotions. So we're going to get the, I guess, the positive ones out of the way first, or the ones that are a little more fun to talk about. I'll try to share some personal anecdotes as I go along. But here we go. So the very first one, and this is the one that quite often you'll experience immediately or even before you start a business and that's excitement. The cool thing about starting a business is it's exciting. And part of that excitement is, you know, a little bit of fear because you're living on the edge. You're taking that big step that very few people actually take. A lot of people do the must be nice or I'd love to do that or I wish or I could, but, but, and, but, but, you know. But when you finally say, you get that, it kind of reminds me of the butterflies in the stomach when you fall in love with somebody. You know, those butterflies don't last, but they're pretty exciting when they happen. So if you've been kind of leaning and thinking, all right, well, you know what? It might be time to do this. Well, I can tell you one thing that when I first made the jump from 
working for the man to doing this all seasons maintenance thing full time, it was exciting. Uh, there was a lot of these negative emotions tied up in it as well. But part of the excitement was, holy shit, I did it. And then, of course, everybody, when you start a business, is, you are at the height of your optimism. Because, the, you know, you, you think you got the world by the balls and you're going to make a million dollars and the daily grind hasn't cut in yet. But you're excited. You know, your, your spouse or significant other is probably excited as well. And rightfully so, because you are taking a step that I'd like to know, but I'm going to guess way less than 10% of the population has ever, has ever or will ever take. So you have the right to be excited. Now, the thing is, try not to make too many rash decisions during that time of excitement, okay? That's the big thing. You really want to make sure that you don't spend too much money while you're excited. You don't overextend yourself. You don't overcommit because early on in a business, you're going to be excited. You're going to be like, oh yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. And that's when you might take on a job that you can't handle. You're like, oh yeah, I can do anything. And then you, you're excited and you, okay, well, let's do this job. And then you're in over your head. I'm not saying don't stretch yourself, but remember temperance because excitement is a good feeling, but if you let that excitement kind of shape every single decision you make while working in business, you could end up getting yourself in some trouble. But yes, the very first thing you're probably going to experience, and this, <laughs> you might see some um, parallels with uh, different stages of grief in this, but the very first thing that you will experience going into entrepreneurship will be excitement. Because like I said, it is absolutely an exciting thing to do. And from there, the next one, and this is one that waxes and wanes over time. And I, I guess you'd call it an emotion, but that's motivation. So when you're excited, the reason you're excited is because, you know, pass or fail, succeed or, you know, fall flat on your face. Everything is on you. And you're excited about that. And that excitement breeds energy, nervous energy. And it gets you motivated. When a person first starts something, you're thinking, yeah, I can do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to get out there and I'm going to do every single job that I can do. And of course, a lot of my experience comes from, you know, the handyman, property management end of things. But you're going to, you just, every morning you're going to want to get up and you're going to run, want to run and get shit done. And that's a good thing. Embrace that. You know, don't burn yourself out. That's something we're going to talk about a little bit later on, but absolutely embrace it. You know, if you are the type of person who doesn't really like personal interaction, and that can be tough if you're in business, you know, if you're a bit of an introvert. Well, the cool thing is what I find is when I hit that kind of peak motivation, some of those things that normally bother me are a lot easier to overcome. So, you know, if this was just an everyday average Tuesday, and you knew, hey, I need to approach 10 new customers and I need to be turned down by nine of them in order to gain one new customer. Well, if you've been at it for a while, there's a chance that you might, ah, you know, I just don't feel like it. But the cool thing is early on in a business, when you've got that excitement, a lot of times the motivation comes along with it. Now, again, don't live and die by that feeling of motivation because like has been said many times before, 
anybody who succeeds, there's plenty of days when they don't feel like doing something. I get asked all the time. My son asked me multiple times, dad, how do you get so much shit done in the run of a day? He goes, how do you, how do you get motivated to feel like doing something? And I said, that's backwards. Here's the thing. You don't get motivated. You don't feel like doing something. You do something and then you feel good about it. The feelings always follow. And that's tough because especially, you know, for the late model millennials and the Gen Z's who've grown up with, you know, feelings first, and I'm not judging, I'm just saying that's a tough thing for them because everybody thinks, well, I got to wait around until I feel like doing it. I got to wait around until I feel like going to find customers or I don't want to do this. So I just don't feel like cleaning windows today, or I don't feel like making 15 more cold calls because you know, everything in your business is math. And if you make enough cold, cold calls in whatever it is you're doing, you're going to find success. But like I said, you might wake up today and I don't know, maybe you get a touch of the allergies or, you know, the sky slightly gray today or whatever it is and you don't feel like it. Well, you got to find the motivation. But the cool thing is early on, you know, my dad always said a change is as good as a rest. And so that's where I find you get a lot of that fire under your ass and motivation is early in that time when you're building a business and then it comes around again it comes it waxes and wanes that's why I said you you have to just keep doing it because you're not going to always feel like it but you know sometimes I find you'll get an extra heap of motivation when you pick up a new customer or for me it's when I'm trying a new skill I get really motivated for that because that's what gets my creative juices flowing is trying something new so you know embrace the motivation when it comes run with it get shit done but remember once again don't become a slave to it. Don't don't allow motivation to be your drug when you're building a business. Because if you do, you might find some short-term success early on, but you won't in the end. Or it'll be a lot harder if you decide that you're going to just live on the positive emotions of motivation. Now, the next one is elation. Now, this you might say, well, what's the difference between elation and excitement? Well, here's the thing. Excitement is a feeling you get before something happens. And elation is something you get after something has happened or because something has happened. So, you know, you're gonna be, when you first start your business, you're gonna be excited to get out there and do this stuff, which breeds motivation. And that motivation will find you some short-term success. So the first time you get a customer, so the first time you reach out to somebody on next door and say, hey, I can sharpen your knives, and the person says, yeah, what's your price? And you say, I don't know, $7 a knife. And they're like, I have 300. <laughs> and you are going to be elated. You're going to be through the moon because you have found that first taste of success. And again, it's like chasing a drug because just because you're elated this time doesn't mean you always will be. But you're going you're gonna to hit those highs and it's fun and embrace them and fucking love it, guys, because elation's great. And it's... It's rewarding in and of itself. But again, you know, if you don't feel it, that's okay too, because business is about succeeding in what you want and not, not feeling how you think you should. But yeah, elation. I, I remember, it's kind of funny, but back when I very first started doing snow removal and I had a business that I was doing the grass for, and they contacted me and said, Tim, we'd like you to do our snow as well. I thought, well, oh, oh, 
I, I think I can do that. And of course, all I had was a shovel at the time, and it was a big job. And so I priced them what I thought was an astronomical amount of $400 a month, which that price needs to go up now. But anyway, I priced them that, and they agreed almost immediately. And I was elated. I was over the moon because I took a chance, and I picked up a customer at a rate that was worth my time. That's where elation comes in, and you're going to get it. You know, the, the first time you go to somebody's house and, and till up their garden because that's what they need, or you need to roof a chicken coop for somebody, or the first time you take on a pair of uh, somebody's pants to, to shorten them, or bring them in, or hem them, or whatever, you're going to be elated. You're going to be through the moon. You're going to be over the moon and excited because this is exactly what I wanted to do, and now I'm friggin' doing it. Now, don't go chasing that high either. So this is, I think this is going to be an episode on temperance, guys, because you're going to have the highs and the lows, but just remember to focus on the in-between periods because the thing is, is 99% of building a business and keeping a business successful is, is the mundane, boring part of things. And so, you know, if, if you're always looking for the, the next big feeling or you're always getting so down because of whatever the next bad thing happened to you, then you may not find the success you want. You got to embrace, you know, I had just the other day, we did an episode on first aid. It was, it was great. I loved it. And the gentleman that was on, he was like, hey, he's like, Tim, I got to tell you something. I'm like, well, what's that, Jake? He said, well, truth be told, when it comes to long-term grid down first aid, almost everything you do is going to be unsexy, boring, nursing kind of stuff. Emptying bedpans, giving people sponge baths, watching out for bed sores. You're just going to be sitting around and waiting for people to heal. And that's not very, that's not very sexy or exciting. And that's the same way with business. You're going to have your peaks and your valleys, but 95% of it is going to be the road between the two. So embrace it.
Well, guys, here's the thing about doing something great. There's days when shit just doesn't go your way. And I have been having, for somebody who never really struggled with tech gremlins for a long time, I've been having a lot of friggin' tech gremlins lately. Now, my cordless mic just cut out, and I can't tell if it's batteries. The batteries were fresh when I put them in there. And here we are. So I ended up going to have to re-record about 15 minutes of this episode, and I'm doing it through my AirPods because I committed to recording an episode today while driving, and that's what I'm going to do for you guys because this is my Friday ramblings from the road. So I went back and I listened, and I, I managed to make it through to Pride. That was the next one. So let's uh, let's move along and let's see what happens here. But I, Pride is a good thing. It's absolutely a good thing. And if you grew up in one of those homes that always told you, don't be prideful, pride is a sin. Well, you know what? Here's the deal. If you're in business, there's going to be days that you're going to feel prideful for what you did because you built something incredible. And this one, I I want to say this emotion is probably what motivated me to do this episode for you guys. So the other night at the daycare, I went over and quite often I'll go over and work with the ladies for the last hour or two of the day, you know, hang out with the kids, have a snack with them, you know, that kind of stuff. Go outdoors sometimes. Or the other day I was put, I was installing a window. And so it was time to go back in because it was time for parents to start showing up. And we were downstairs and the last kids were just leaving and I was turning off the lights and I was over in the far corner of the, of the downstairs at the daycare. And I had, to, I had to go over and I grabbed Becky, give her a big hug and a, a big kiss. And I said, honey, I couldn't be more proud of you. And I couldn't be more proud of what we've built here. Because I was looking around in that, what used to be a dingy, gross, old basement that used to be a place where somebody washed dogs. And I thought, yep, here's an abandoned or an unused basement of a church that is just full of storage containers worth of stuff. And we went and took a big chance and started a daycare in the middle of a pandemic. And we built, we nurtured this baby from nothing. And we took every penny we had from the other business and we turned it into this business. And that was huge, guys. Absolutely friggin' huge. And you want to know what? Damn right I'm proud. And you're going to, you're not always going to feel proud, though. There's going to be days where you're going to be down about it. But enjoy it, embrace it, be proud, brag in a good sense, because the reason I, man, I hate to use the word brag, but the reason I like to share with people the good things that have happened to us is because I want them to happen to you. Because the thing is, is 10 years ago, just before, you know, right in a couple of days, it'll be nine years since I flew out here to Alberta. And we we were at the end of our desperation. But long before that, I'm not sure, you know, the seeds might have been planted, but if if somebody come up to me and said, someday you're going to build a business that will make more in a year than you've made in the last 10 years, I would have hollered bullshit because I couldn't see the forest for the trees, guys. I had my head so far up my own ass and I I just believed that the struggle was all it was ever going to be. So you're damn right I'm proud and you will be too and you should be because if you start something... You're going to go through all of this roller coaster of up and down emotions, and there'll be good times and there'll be bad times, and that's okay. <laughs> but yes, be prideful. And if you say, well, you know, call it whatever you want, but 
if you're not proud of what you built and you don't look, you know, if you don't take, you know, a few months into your business, if you don't stand back and look at it and think, damn, I did pretty good, then I don't know. I don't know what to tell you because you should and you will and embrace it. Don't turn it down. Don't turn your nose up to it. Be prideful. Be proud in the right sense. And it doesn't mean necessarily being big feeling right through the roof. Although, you know, if you got a little pride, you're going to succeed. So just, just embrace it. Be proud of building something great. It's just like when you have kids and one day, you know, the kids are like, well, I'm going to go get my driver's license or I graduate from high school or whatever, you know, I have grandbabies or whatever it is that you can sit back and say, huh, I guess I did something right because they turned out okay. And what, what a great thing that we created. And I'm proud of that. So embrace it. So that's the good ones, guys. So let's slide into the bad ones. And the bad ones are no better, no, well, okay, they are worse than the good ones. But the thing is, is that all of these are short-term emotions. And you're going to want to emote all of them. You're going to want to deal with them. You're going to want to embrace them. And you're going to want to move past them. And the thing about any one of these emotions, up or down, is try to always refrain from making decisions when you're in the middle of that kind of stuff, okay? So the first one is panic. And when we first started, the very first positive emotion was excitement. Because, and that's the thing, when you finally pull that band-aid off and say, oh, I'm doing it, you're going to be excited. It's like when you first start dating somebody, you want to tell everybody about it. But then you're going to have that moment where you're like, what the hell did I just do? I just quit my job. I have a plan, but I don't have any money. Or I'm never going to find enough customers to make this right. I'm never going to make, how am I ever going to find 10 customers to pay me $100 a week to make me $4,000 a month? This is never going to happen. Oh my God, I need to quit. I need to take out a loan. I need to go join a monastery. I don't know what I need to do, but I'm panicking right now, guys, because I made this decision and now I regret it. Well, here's the thing. That's okay. You're going to have that. You're going to, you're going to panic and that's okay. I, when I first, well, when I was in university, I had three years under my belt and then I, I went home and spent six months in my hometown doing my work placement at a local church. So I had four months left. I had the final semester of my senior year to get my bachelor's degree. And I'd spent a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of energy in that. And I woke up the night before I was ready to go back to college. And I looked at my mom and I said, Mom, I'm not going back. I said, I was just sick to my stomach. I hated it. I knew I didn't want to keep doing it. But I, I kind of panicked. I said, I, I just, I, I cannot stand for the thoughts of standing four more months of what I'm doing just made me sick to my stomach. Just absolutely anxious. Panicked, really. And she said, well, okay, I will back you and support you no matter what you do. She said, but just do me a favor. Don't make your decision right now. Wait till you go to sleep tonight and see how you feel in the morning. And if you still feel that way, you can withdraw your admission cancel your student loan, do whatever you have to do, and I'll support you. So, you know, I was in the midst of a kind of a mini panic attack at the moment, and I, I went to bed that night, and funny how a good night's sleep can change your mind a bit, because I woke up the next morning and realized, even though that I wasn't going to use this degree for my employment per se, 
I had been committed enough to it that I was ready to go back. And I woke up and I said, well, mom, I'm going to go. And she said, oh, okay. <laughs> and dad drove me back to college. And that was the end of that. And I, I spent four kind of miserable months finishing up my university degree. And guess what? Because I did that, I don't regret it. I don't have any regrets about it. You can't, but I, I made personally, I made the right decision for me because I waited and I didn't make a decision based off of panic. So there's that. And when you're in business, you're going to have those terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days that I've talked about many, many times. And when you do and you panic and you feel like the world's closing in on you and that you need to shut everything down and go back to working for the man, don't make that decision right now because you're going to feel it. Tell yourself 10 minutes, 24 hours, whatever it takes. You need to sit on that panic for a day because it never does you any good to make decisions at the height of any emotion, whether it's excitement or panic. So don't do it. Sit on the panic, wait till the next day, and then see how you feel from there. And if you still feel like it, well then talk to somebody that's important to you and then figure out if this is legitimately what I need to do. But you're going to feel panic. And the crazy thing about panic is panic feels like you need urgency. Panic feels like it's this manufactured emergency that the only way you're going to solve it is by, you know, dealing with it right this minute. Well, that's usually, with decisions like that, that's usually the wrong decision. So don't do it. If you're thinking about making a rash decision because you woke up and whatever it is, something fell apart, you know, uh, how, how about... How about your, your snowblower broke, the wench on your plow died, four-wheel drive in your truck died, a customer fired you. How about all that in about a 12-hour period? Will that bring panic on? Yes, it will. And guess what? I didn't make a decision. I wanted to, but of course, my beautiful wife said, "Hun, just wait a few minutes. Wait an hour. See where you end up. And well, there you are. So just, again, a lot of this is to remind you that when you're in business and you're doing this, you're going to have these positive and negatives. Just don't jump the gun with it. The next one is failure. That's a good one. And you will find earlier on in business is when, at least me personally, when I experienced it the most. Because I was still kind of figuring out what it was I wanted to do. The story I've told a bunch of times, I took on that bathroom renovation. And I cut into the vent pipe thinking it was a drain pipe. And the whole thing slid down. And I panicked. I had no idea what to do. And then when we put the bathroom all back together, nothing would drain. I have no, I, I, I fucked so much up there because I was so far in over my head because I was desperate and I wanted the customers and I underpriced it and everything under the sun. But you want to know, I remember sitting down just thinking I am an absolute failure. I started this to support my family and it ended up costing me money. And I thought, well, no, hang on a minute. And after a day or two, that negative kind of nastiness started leaving me. And I realized, no, I'm not a failure because I'm doing. I heard a meme the other day. The guy says, if you ain't fixing shit, you ain't got shit. And that's the case. So if you're doing something, if you're doing shit, you're going to have problems. And if you are striving for great things, there's going to be times when you're going to fuck up and you're going to quote unquote fail something. But a failure... Is only failure if you look at it and say, that's it. But instead, figure out how to fix it. Figure out how to move past it. 
And there will be days you'll wake up and just say, no, I suck at this. I'm a failure as an entrepreneur, but it's okay. Excuse me. That will pass too. And again, don't make a decision while you're in the middle of failure because you'll feel like it. But go get a couple easy wins under your belt. Go go do a couple easy jobs. You know, go do a couple garbage runs. Or, you know, if you're somebody that is uh, a seamstress, for instance, go go hem a couple of small pairs of pants. Get that. Just get an easy win under your belt. Make a little money. Talk to somebody you care about, whether it's a significant other or a mentor, and run by them the feelings you're feeling and say, hey, I need help. What am I doing? I know I'm not a failure, but I feel like a failure. That's the difference, right? Next is stress. And here's the thing. Any one of these positive or negative emotions, everybody says, well, why do you do this to yourself, Tim? Why do you create all this stress being your own boss? Well, here's the thing. I got stress working for the man. I had tons of stress working for somebody else. So by quitting my, you know, my side hustle or my, my, my baby and going back to working for the man, that's not going to eliminate any of these negative or positive emotions because I worked for a guy that I think was half schizophrenic and I didn't know I was going to be his best friend one day or his drop dead enemy. And I never knew how to take him. And I was always walking on eggshells. And you want to think that was fun? No, that was not fun. So you're going to have stress no matter where you work, no matter what you do. So embrace it. Use the stress as motivation. You know, John Willis talks about it all the time, about burning the bridges, burning the boats. And that stress, there, there is, boy, there's nothing like short-term stress to motivate you to get shit done. You know, don't, don't artificially increase the stress. Figure out what you can do to alleviate stress. Look at something and say, all right, here's the deal. This, this one thing is stressing me out. Am I causing it or am I just thinking about it? So if you're causing it, how can you fix it? If you're getting stressed because you're not organized and you're always getting behind in your paperwork, you got one or two options there. You either figure out how to be organized or you make enough money to hire somebody to do it for you. So if you're stressed because of something you're doing, fix it. Now, here's the other thing. If you're stressed about something that you can't control, I'm not going to tell you don't worry about it because that's that's kind of a pat answer. But you need to embrace the idea that if it's out of my control, I can't influence it, then it really I really can't do anything about it, right? You could be walking down the street and, you know, get hit by a garbage truck or, you know, I mean, you could have something awful happen to you. You know, the worldwide price of oil could collapse through no fault of your own and you could lose your job. Well, that happened, but there was no sense in stressing over it ahead of time because it was out of my control. If it was going to happen, it was going to happen. So remember that. Find outlets for your stress because, you know, can being an entrepreneur be more stressful than working for somebody else? I think at times, possibly, but you're going to have stress no matter what. So in my mind, being your own boss, you just need to figure out ways to mitigate the stress. So eliminate the things that are your fault and embrace the stuff that you can't change. And that'll hopefully eliminate 75% of the stress and the rest of it is just what we all have to live with, guys. So how about anger? Yep, there's that. I had a customer that I painted his fence and I really thought I did a good job. No, I know I did a good job. But when I went to go collect the money that we agreed upon, he said he didn't want to pay me the full amount because I was too quick. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you I was mad. Righteous indignation. And there are times when you really can or, you know, give somebody a piece of your mind. But rarely have I ever found that giving someone a piece of your mind does anything good for you. What I have found, though, is by giving somebody a piece of my mind, it has created a bigger conflict than I needed to. What I have found when I get angry, and that's at a customer or somebody who stiffed me or a tenant who loved the place when he inspected it and got ready to move in and then created all kinds of absolute problems. What I found there is I channel that anger. (laughs) I take that anger home with me and I sit on it for a few minutes until I realize how am I going to solve this? Because I need to get rid of this person. And I'm not a huge fan of conflict. I, I know, I don't know if you guys know this about me or not. I'm not a huge fan but I've learned to embrace conflict when I need to. But the problem is, is that if you create a huge fight with a bunch of people, normally all that happens is that fight keeps on going. So when I get angry at a customer, I figure out a way to solve it. So with that customer who told me that I, uh, he wasn't going to pay me because it, I, I, I was too quick at doing it, I went home and I formulated a letter. I sent a registered letter to him that... If he didn't pay me, I was going to make sure that his credit rating is ruined. That was it. I didn't get angry. I didn't holler and scream at him. I sent him a registered letter that he had to respond to. And guess what? I got to check the next day. Now, that doesn't mean it's always going to happen. But what I can tell you is when a customer or a situation really pisses you off in business, even though you want to lose your collective ever-loving mind at them, And sometimes I'll say I have lost it with a few people, but not very often. I have had much more success with channeling that anger, going home and finding a productive solution during the period where I'm not scared to confront somebody. Because, like I said, if you can channel it and figure it out, a lot of times you can come up with a way that will solve it for you. Like I said, with that tenant recently who was getting ready to move in, and then, of course, they pushed the date up. They asked me to hold the place for two months for him. They gave us a deposit, but that was it. They looked at the place. They loved the place. They went to move in, and they all of a sudden found a thousand reasons why they hated it. And give me an ultimatum saying they had three days to fix these deficiencies. I've been at the landlord to fix them. And the guy was like, if you, if you can't fix them, I'm moving out, and I need my deposit back. Well, I called his bluff, and I said, and this is something I wouldn't have done years ago, guys. I would have bent over backwards trying to solve these problems that weren't problems before. And I said, well okay, sorry to hear that. Here's your money back. And he's like, whoa, 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 no, I didn't mean that. I said, sorry, dude. And he called and tried to talk to me two or three times over the span of a few hours. And that anger, I guess, I hate to use that term, but that anger was what channeled in me to know that I did not need his headache. Before, in the past, I would have acquiesced and said, okay, that's cool. Let me see if I can solve this for you. The problem is, is that With somebody like that, once you start, you're never going to be happy. And if you start off on that foot, so you're better off just to cut ties. And I've I've learned to channel that anger to help me cut ties a little bit. So long ways around to say you're going to feel angry. But again, if you just blow up and lose it on somebody, in my experience, it rarely or never works out in your favor. You You might get a quick emotional release. But in the long run, it's going to make things worse. So 
figure out how to channel that anger back into your business and make you more successful. Figure out how to channel that anger to fire a customer, to make sure they pay the bill they owe you, or to get rid of a tenant that you know you're not going to be able to handle. Just that kind of stuff, okay? Fear, yep. Fear goes along with anxiety. There's going to be times when you're going to be absolutely scared that you're going to fall to pieces or that, you know, I, there's so many things that could happen. You know, somebody could, you know, you could do a job and then the house could burn down or you could, you know, somebody could slip and fall on some stairs you installed or whatever. There, there's so many things that can happen that you can think and be scared about. But what you need to do is just say, okay, you know what? There's a bit of fear here and just allow it to pass. And I find fear comes in with a lot of these negative emotions, guys. And that is totally okay, <laughs> again. But fear is just a short one because it, it, it falls under the line of stress and panic and anxiety. Um, and then here's the last two, and they kind of go hand in hand. And they're, they are a negative emotion, but they're not a, a hot negative emotion like that. But indifference and burnout. And those are probably the most deadly of all things because sometimes you don't realize you're suffering from it because the thing is when when it's a peak emotion you know if you're excited because you just landed a big client or you're pissed off because you know your your biggest snow customer just dropped you for somebody that can charge 10 percent less well you're gonna you're gonna recognize those scenarios and you're gonna say no i, I can pass I, I i can let that pass but indifference and burnout that those are deadly guys. Those are the things, because I told you that, you know, 90, 99% of a business is the mundane, the, the boring end of things. And that's when um, indifference can creep in. And that's when, um, you know, that, that entire thing can just kind of jump up and bite you. And all of a sudden burnout, because here's the thing. And I've talked to you about all of these highs and lows. But if you spend every minute in a business chasing all of those exciting highs, there's a good chance you're going to burn yourself out because there's this law of diminishing returns, right? Each time you get a new customer, you feel good about it, but for a little bit less time, it's like, you know, going after a high with drugs, right? And so if you're always going after that next big thing, eventually you're going to, you're going to run out of time to do things and you're going to burn out. And then a huge sign of burnout is indifference. All of a sudden, you just don't care anymore. So for me, there's a few, a few things that I have had to do, and one of them was the hardest. But let's first off, again, like my dad always says, and this I've lived by this. It's one of my mantras: is a change is as good as a rest. And in other words, sometimes I get indifferent or burnt out when I've just done the same thing for weeks and weeks on end. I don't have the ability to do the exact same thing all the time. I have to come up with something new. That's how, that's what energizes me and makes me excited. So sometimes it would be a matter of maybe just trying a new service in the business. Or maybe if you've got three or four people working for you, maybe you do their job for one day or whatever it happens to be. But also, don't forget a rest is as good as a change. And so sometimes it's just a matter of taking three or four or five days off and realizing the world won't fall down around you if you do that. But if you don't do it, your personal world will probably fall down because eventually you're not going to be able to keep that pace up. So figure out what it is you need to do, whether it's finding a creative outlet, whether it's exercising, whether it's 
going for a walk or meditating or whatever it is, figure out a way that you don't become obsessed in the wrong sense with your business. Because I have said many, many times that, you know, I, I heard a smart smart lady, Amy Dingman, say the other day that she really didn't think balance existed. And in order to succeed at something, you're going to have to be out of balance at certain things in your life. And that is okay. You need to be obsessed with something you want to be successful at. But you also need to realize that part of being obsessed with that is knowing when you've got to where you need to be and you can't take on anymore. Because if you keep taking on, you're going to have customers that are going to get pissed at you because you haven't shown up yet. And I'm speaking from experience because that was my biggest, you know, I was almost a victim of my own success because I, I just kept taking on and taking on and saying yes and saying yes. And I had to eventually embrace the no. And that's tough because I love what I do. And I always felt like for a long time that if I said no, all of a sudden it would fall apart. But the thing is, the, the further along I've gotten to this business, the more I've had to say no. And that's okay too. Because if you don't, if you don't find an outlet outside of your business, if you don't find a way to burn off that energy, if you don't find a way to eliminate that negative mental headspace you can get, then eventually you are going to get burnt out. And when you get burnt out, you're going to be indifferent. And then that's the worst when you don't care at all. You know, when you feel those negative emotions, well, that's good because you know you're alive and you know, well, I can move on from that. But when you get into a place where you absolutely just don't feel anything anymore, you're in trouble and you need to you need to fix that. But it doesn't mean you can't. It just means you need to recognize it. Because the biggest thing about indifference is most people don't recognize it. So if you recognize it or you, here's the other thing. If you have somebody you trust, whether it's a significant other or a mentor or whatever it is, if you have someone that you trust, tell them, hey, I need to know if I ever come across as indifferent or burnout because I need to fix that right away. Because that's a cancer when it comes to business, guys. So I hope you enjoyed this look at the emotions of an entrepreneur. I wanted this to be a hard on my sleeve kind of moment. I wanted you guys to see what it is that I've dealt with in the past and what I continue to deal with because I want you to know that it's not all friggin' sunshines, rainbows, and friggin' unicorn farts, guys. It's not. And that's okay because you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have the highs. You're going to have the lows. The cool thing is, is just keep embracing it, keep moving on, keep doing what you need to do, and you'll find the success because so many people try and so many people fail, but if you're absolutely committed and obsessed and you're willing to work through all of these highs and emotional lows, you're going to get there, and I, I believe in you, and you're going to be one of the people who's going to come up to me at next year's Self-Reliance Festival, and you're going to say, Tim, I was listening to you on January 6, 2023, the beginning of this year. And one of my goals for this year was to build a business. And I heard that episode of the workshop podcast. And that gave me that friggin' lightening up the butthole that I needed. And I did it. And I knocked it out of the park. I started my t-shirt pressing business. I started my herbal tea business. I started my remote tech support business, whatever it happened to be. But you knocked it out of the park, and holy shit, I'm now making three times as much and working half as hard. So remember that, because that is the joy and the success of being your own boss. So that's it for me, guys. I hope you enjoyed this. I got a little long-winded even after I ran out of 
reporting time or whatever the hell that was my microphone went. I apologize for the second half audio quality. I will do my best to clean it up in Audacity, but it never records as good through my AirPods as it does through my lapel mic. But I promised myself that I would get you content out there, and that's what I did. So there you go. And guys, as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week.